0: Three, four. The Common Counterpart. Welcome back to The Common Counterpart. My name is Mark. And I'm Josh. Again. And this is episode 31. 31. Again. Again. Part two. The, the final draft. <laughs> it has been a heck of a week
1: just some of us know mark well enough to know how difficult this episode is going to be do, do you want to tell them your version i will tell them my version okay so i don't like to fail
0: when the only person i can blame is myself i'm a smidge of a deflector mm. i think smidge yeah yeah uh and this one i cannot deflect on you? anyone but myself so full transparency we already recorded this episode yep and it was great it really might have been our best don't do that it (laughs) wasn't our best it was good um and i lost it i i digitally lost it which is where you come in and say see if we did this on regular tapes you wouldn't have lost it is that how i sound that's it's kind of like the old timey yeah. version. Yeah, have we
1: done on on eight track? Yeah, had we cut it on vinyl?
0: Had we actually done it with the yes. spools? This, so I lost it. it. And it's okay
1: because it's this not is okay. this is what grace and forgiveness is all about.
0: Here's where I'm a little upset at you. Oh, interesting. Is that you didn't give me the reaction that I was already bracing myself for? What were you expecting? Anger,
1: disappointment. When have you ever? No, I don't mind if somebody else makes a mistake of their own making. What I can't tolerate are when people have incorrect opinions. That's what I have zero patience for. So the fact that you messed up, which by the way is glorious because...
0: Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate every minute of it. And I'm not going to live it down. No, 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 one and done.
1: I no. forgive you. I f-
0: you. You will chamber this one. And just wait for that just sweet, subtle moment. That is
1: true. So,
0: uh, As you should, to be honest. Because if the tables were turned, you, I would do the same. Right, but I don't care. I know, but I would still do the same. Mm-hmm. But that's just what good friends do.
1: Yes. Well, let me give you uh, my dad. Uh, he would terrorize us as kids. Just He'd scare us, and he'd tickle us, and those sorts of things. And at some point, 9, 10 years old, I realized that my father had incredibly sensitive ribcage. And I would come behind him with my fingers, and I would just dig my fingers into his ribcage. And I've never watched a grown man just give up so quickly. And he, it was this really sad, oof, sort of sound, and he would just crumble. This is how I will treat
0: mm.
1: your... My ribcage. This is your ribcage.
0: Great.
1: Yeah. So um, when you're riding high, and you've got that promotion, or mm. you got the new car... Hey, remember when you deleted? You just got to
0: bring me back a little bit. Yeah.
1: And for what it's worth, 32 is a great number.
0: Well, here's a couple of reasons why I'm upset. Number one, I have gone to trust my system mm. that I have created so well that it it is almost like second nature now. And people who do tasks like this would sort of understand this. Once you have your system down... You just blindly trust your system. Right. This is my naming system. This is how I export. This is how I do this. I immediately go here. I upload it. Everything is good. And so I actually uploaded a different version. Right. For this episode. And shout out to our number one fan.
1: Yes. And Adam, you said, right? It was Adam
0: who hit me up and let me know. And my favorite is Adam goes, I don't know if it's on your end or mine. What a good guy. Which is just so great. So gracious. AKA dummy. Yeah. You blew it. So shout out to Adam. Thank you for keeping us honest. Yeah. Um Yeah, man. But we're here again. We're here again. And end. you know what? Sometimes the second the second time is better.
1: Well, I, I always refer to the the, the first of anything as the burnt pancake. It makes sense. You can never get the first pancake pancake or waffle quite right.
0: And now we're good. Yeah, we should be good. Uh and that has not been the only bad thing this week. So I woke up yesterday. <laughs> With an eye my eye felt like I got punched. Okay. Just square in the orbital. Real quickly, have
1: you ever been hit in the eye?
0: I have not ever taken a punch to the face. I took one. Yeah, and I don't know if that's like sometimes I kinda wish I did. And I don't know if you don't. Well that's the thing. I don't know if it's like the other side of the of the fence sort of a thing. Like I've actually I've never been in a physical altercation.
1: Well I wasn't in a fight either. It was just one and done.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I mean am I am I good enough with my words that I have not had to? Am I good with my emotions that it hasn't brought me there? Or have I just been too scared to do it?
1: I think you and I both align with the latter. Yeah, I'm, probably. I'm, I'm I am mean, I would a... just
0: rather not get punched in the face.
1: Right. So he... if if you had been punched in the face, you think what you experienced the other day is I've how been, it would feel. I've been hit in the face with objects,
0: I okay. think, just never with a fist. But I woke up with my eyes swollen, Mm-hmm. and I didn't really know why.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I've I was... Bitten by a spider in my sleep, and it was a brown recluse, (laughs) and I almost lost my eyesight.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: If my wife was in here, she could attest uh to my...
1: It was a mosquito My
0: hypochondriacism. Hypochondriacism?
1: Hypochondriacisms? Yeah.
0: I start Googling everything, and I'm like, well, I guess it was cool to have two eyes for a while, (laughs) and now I'm just only going to have one. Here's my envision. You remember Hitch yeah (laughs) that's what's gonna happen in the juice box yeah yeah. that's what's gonna happen and i'm just eventually gonna lose vision in my eye
1: i'm how have you survived this long being this afraid of little things
0: i'm not even afraid of it it was just more like of course it happened to me my wife was laying right next to me it couldn't have bit her in the face oh my god
1: okay you are one of the most blessed lucky people i've ever met and you've had a few Intense N- near-death experiences <laughs> in a very and, close and, matter and of you time. think it's all like, like the universe is conspiring.
0: Yeah it, so It's was, it was just not a good week. I now, can't you know, here's the best part Yeah last night it almost convinced me not to sleep in my bed because I never found it and here's what I'm thinking this small spider mm-hmm. with an enormous brain and processing ability is just waiting For me to close my eyes again, and he's coming back for round two.
1: So just so we're clear, and the audience is clear, you were debating whether or not to sleep someplace else. Yep. Where was your wife sleeping? She did not care at all. She did not care. She was going to be in the bed, but I almost slept on the
0: couch last night. And my sweet daughter (laughs) brought me, she has like one of those sleep masks. Yeah. Now it has, you know, a a cutie ears okay and, and a face on it because she's eight yeah she goes dad you should wear this it'll protect your eyes tonight and i'm like finally somebody gets me they brought <laughs> the, me the they, eight-year-old they, she brought me the tools for the mm. job okay uh so that was mine but listen this, since this is a redo we have to re-evaluate the reason why this episode is actually late so you know what what this is actually on you.
1: Oh, oh! you found a way to blame me. I found
0: my deflect. Had, if we had actually recorded on time per our schedule, yes. this little mishap wouldn't right. have happened. Oh, Re- I love this. Oh,
1: good, good. Yes. Deflect, a, please. A
0: weight has been lifted off my shoulders. So,
1: you're so silly. The reason we did not record when we normally do is because I got me a case of the shingle bills. 47 year old mostly healthy male uh comes down with chicken pox but this time it's on the inside and it feels like a sunburn being electrocuted uh with like 40 grit sandpaper
0: how come shingles just sounds to me like polio like should just belong <laughs> in the same realm it of does like- World War II, Cold War diseases yeah. that we don't have
1: anymore. I don't know why it has an oldie feel to it, but it kind of Shingles. Does. And it's, 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 it's a little, it doesn't communicate what it is. They, they should really call it uh, like burning sand death.
0: Yeah. Do you know that you have it or does a doctor have to tell you that you have it? Uh, like when you saw it, were you like, oh, this is a case of the old shingles?
1: The, the Well, that's interesting because I felt it for a week. Before you saw anything. before I saw anything interesting, and, and it felt similar. Is if you've ever worn a hat all day, or you got a little bit of too much sun, uh, a week prior to it being diagnosed, I had this weird tingling sensation just in a little section of my forehead.
0: Did any part of you think this is brain cancer and this is it? No, because I'm gosh, a gosh, I want. I'm more a
1: normal. Life. No, you don't. I'm a normal, rational, grown person who understands difficult and complicated things are coming my way.
0: I would have had three CAT scans (laughs) and just be convinced that something's growing in there. This is how it works.
1: Uh, No, in fact, to be honest with you, I think you and I are two sides of the same coin because I probably don't worry enough Mm. and you worry enough for all of us. The yin
0: and the yang, baby.
1: The yin and the yang.
0: So you get diagnosed.
1: Yes, so I, I go an entire week just curious and then the following Saturday I wake up and both the wife and I see this red blotchy pattern and we both think shingles.
0: Oh, okay. So you know this. Well, I We've been around the block long enough to know yeah. what a case looks like.
1: Now, this is interesting because after I had this diagnosed and after I got the medicine, I swear shingle commercials are all over the television right mm. now. And the, well, the well, wait, wait. are they are they listening?
0: Or or are the only people that are still watching regular TV <laughs> those people of the, of the age that would get themselves some, some jingle.
1: But you're suggesting that only old people watch, watch cable
0: te- TV? Yes, I am. Okay. I am suggesting that there is nobody under the age of 35 who still has a cable subscription. There's no way. I would put that on a lot. Really? Okay. Now, I also think that there are people on the other side of 35 that wish they didn't have a cable subscription, but they just don't know how to cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> or just don't know how to go through the process. So, so they'll just keep it until they die.
1: Okay. Which reminds me of a couple magazine subscriptions.
0: Sure. We'll I also think about the other commercials. We got the, you know, Brett Favre trying to sell you those socks. Coppertone? Coppertone. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple of other sports guys trying to sell you the Skechers uh, shoes okay. for older men.
1: Interesting. And then we have I don't... Uh,
0: the Big Hurt. I don't like... Trying to sell you uh, testosterone. Testosterone. It. So, listen, think about the commercials and what we're moving for here.
1: I I don't like, so what, you're, I, I don't like what you're saying. You're watching
0: the old man channel. I'm watching and, the old man and channel. And you are getting shingles commercials. Yes. But they are reaching their audience.
1: They are, but I will tell you, the image on the commercial did not even remotely line up with what I saw. Now, lucky for me, it was just the forehead, my scalp... Um, it just happened to also be a friend of mine who was at the, the the walk-in clinic that I had to use on a Saturday. He says, yep, you got it. Let's get you some antivirals and you'll be on your way. And then- He wasn't concerned. Not at all. Well, I mean, he, he wouldn't look me in the eye, so I don't know what that's about. He wrote a lot
0: of things down. He made a couple <laughs> yeah. of phone calls. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I was surprised by two things. Number one, he was willing to give me an antiviral, and in the age of COVID, that made my- my conspiratorial ears perk up. And then number two, he referred to the antiviral as Valtrex, which my old man commercials from my old man cable subscription reminded me. That's herpes.
0: So is that a one size fits all antiviral? Yeah. Is that I, like a thing where those like this is just the
1: this is the Tylenol of it, viral antiviral? Yeah, medicine? so it, it either prevents the virus from attaching to your cells or it prevents The virus from replicating once it's in your cell so i mean it's like a vasectomy you 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 chemically castrate the virus so my thought was if you can i think and i'll have to look it up i'm sure we've got some some listeners who can double check but if you can chemically castrate this virus
0: i don't like the word castrate can we pick a different word
1: (laughs) neuter nope (laughs) keep going um I don't know. Uh, Disconnect? Uh, di- no, that's not. Uh, chemically inhibit the there reproduction of.
0: There we go. I like that better.
1: What's wrong with neutered?
0: I don't know. I just don't like to squirm in my chair when we're
1: recording. Okay. But you, Those- you're not neutered, are you? No. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. T- Again.
0: TMI, but nope, <laughs>
1: I'm not. Um, I'm just thinking if you can uh, uh, prohibit the reproduction of viruses in the age of COVID, what are we doing? Why? Why not just let everybody take some Valtrex? I was going
0: to say. Now, is your thought that Valtrex could be the COVID saver?
1: N- okay. And you, by
0: association, are you saying that those with herpes are safe from COVID?
1: Do you want to go down this rabbit hole? Because I, don't. I got just, stuff.
0: I think it's hilarious that this could be the solve all.
1: Uh, I I think that there is medication out there, uh, mostly generic. There's no profit to be made that can easily. Uh, uh, limit COVID infection and COVID transmission.
0: Now, did you ask your pharmacist for all the valtrax <laughs> that they had so that you can start slaying it on the side? No,
1: you know, it was funny, though. The lady, uh, she looked at me funny.
0: It's tough getting that one, right?
1: Right. So I had to make it very clear that it was for shingles. Did you show
0: her your head? Like, went in like... No, f- I like, didn't. Like, like, b- like, forehead first? Yeah. Just but, to
1: let you know. But what was interesting is she goes, yeah, I'm not... Usually, you only give it for uh, ten days, but your doctor has subscribed for four, 14 days, and she looked at me funny, like for whatever reason it's I heavy, needed it's a heavy case. Yeah, I needed a big dose of the Valtrex. Mm. So, uh, but you're good now. I'm, I feel good. And, yeah,
0: and you are you're back in the game. Now you are unable to get it again, or no, you
1: can. Well, and I'm, I'm glad you asked that, social science well, teacher, no. because well, it's more like, you
0: mentioned chicken pox, so I didn't know if you were safe or not. Also, we're sitting relatively close together, and I need to know if I need so- to
1: social distancing.
0: Borrow some of my, <laughs> borrow some of your <laughs> Valtrax.
1: I'm out. And uh, every virus you've ever received technically stays in your body, and you run the risk of re getting it. Your immune system will fend off any virus you've already gotten that you've already developed an immunity to so for those of you folks who got the covid um variant whatever um you can get it again it's just that your immune system will fend it off
0: so you could get shingles again i can get it again. now are you likely to get it again well
1: and this is the other embarrassing part is that there's no hard proof but they do say um stress can bring it on
0: but that's like an ulcer though too right like, don't they say that all of that stuff is stressing? It induced? can be,
1: yeah. But I didn't think I was stressed. All of those, like, can be things. Wait, I don't really like those. How, how come you're not getting shingles and an ulcer yet? That's what I'm saying. Because you are a stress case. That's what I'm saying. Or
0: is it just, like, waiting in the wing? And then once I— once <laughs> Of course, it's, it's just waiting to it's get just, you. just hiding behind the fence. Now, I have had myself a shingle scare as well. In my young buck age. Uh-huh. Uh, I was convinced I had shingles. Right. Um, you were... And I went to the doctor. It was not shingles. It was a staph infection. Acne. Nope. Okay. Staph infection. Um, and I was really happy that it wasn't shingles because I've heard shingles is not very fun.
1: But, but a staph infection is bacterial. That's disgusting.
0: Yeah. And so I picked this uh, staph infection up at the gym kind of gross yes yep where uh inner thigh oh Oh, yeah well
1: you're not that guy doing the inner thigh workout are you
0: i don't know where i'm just sitting on a bench or doing something um wait how long are your pants well they're normal length shorts but when you you know you're sitting on a bench i mean i don't mean like inner thigh like inner thigh
1: okay we're saying mid inner thigh Yeah,
0: inside of my leg okay uh And since then, I pretty much wear tights every time I go to the gym, just as a a safeguard. Leotards. Ah, There's no top attached. Just the bottom half.
1: Wait, it's just the...
0: Isn't a leotard a full body? I don't know. I think so. Well, you're
1: the one wearing tights.
0: Well, I'm not wearing leotards. (laughs) I think... My my tights are bottom half only. Like Lulu? Nope. Nope. Like compression tights.
1: But you wear shorts over your tights. Of course. Okay. I I would like to know someday my fashion forward young buck friend uh is gonna go full tights no shorts
0: full tights crop top
1: yeah crop top
0: Dude, <gasps> if i had the body for it
1: get hey get that remember those those football shirts oh, that yeah. were the mid ones that has like the, the thick weave it
0: has all the holes in them yeah you can see through yeah is that what <laughs> uncle rico doesn't uncle rico wear that <laughs> <He does>. <laughs> <Napoleon> <laughs> Dynamite. yeah i won't be doing that okay but, um yeah so i've never had shingles
1: no but I, and staff i will infection Yeah. And almost died, obviously. I,
0: well, listen, I'm a fighter. <laughs> yeah. And I survived that
1: one. I don't know how you made it this far. I don't either. Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, this episode, I think, is uh, a little bit special because it's... Aren't they all? Well, they are. They're like children. In their own way, they're very special. Right. Um, we rarely read the same book at the same time. Right. We're not like book club kind of a thing. Right. You you do recommend me books mm-hmm. and I will give you credit where credit is due. Most of them are very good.
1: The ones that you read.
0: The ones that I read. And we recently read a book and we thought this would be kind of a fun thing to go through because I'm going to be real honest with you. A lot of my book recommendations, I don't commit to reading the book until after I've listened to the author on a podcast.
1: Yeah. And we've talked, we've talked about this before. Yeah. I mean, this is
0: a classic McConaughey. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think a lot of it is I just, when I, I don't quit books. Uh And so if I'm going to go in, I need to know a little bit more about who this author is.
1: You've never quit a book midway. I don't think so. I've got about three or four and I'm a little obsessive compulsive about it. Uh, They go in a special place.
0: Well, you can't put them with the rest.
1: No, no. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't finish them. You didn't earn it.
0: Those ones go in the drawer.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I do have a a, a collection of books that I, I I haven't been able to finish.
0: Yeah, and I, I just don't want to start and not stop. So once I, you know, because now the new thing, which is so funny because I am old enough to remember when you would go on book tour, like on the Today Show. Do they not and, do that? And then you would pop on. I Not as much because you don't have to. You know, now right. it, the circuit is, are you hitting the podcast circuit?
1: Okay, so you, a, a digital. A digital Got version
0: it. of it. It's also more, you know, it's... We don't have to do that
1: anymore. I'm really uncomfortable. You're probably not aware of it, but you're bagging on. Not true. Traditional.
0: I love traditional media. When it was there and when it had a time and place, it was great.
1: It's the tone. Please please call in. uh, Oh, whoops. 1-800. You
0: said Call in. (laughs) And no one's using phones to call okay. into anything. However anymore. you people
1: communicate, yep, please let
0: DM. It, oh please DM God. us, and let us know if you are old enough to still be calling into radio stations. Okay. Can
1: you? Can we? Just write an email. Write, write us an email. Do we have an email account?
0: Yeah. Even email is a little bit old, but you, you can. Kid? Okay. The Parea at Gmail and you can let us know what's up.
1: Yeah. Please let us know because I'm not a DM snap crack insta goon. Nope,
0: that's a drug. Nope, that's (laughs) a derogatory term.
1: (laughs) Insta tick.
0: So we are, people are digitally going through. And, you know, Mm -hmm. the problem is they all go to the same markets. And so it's like, I don't need to listen to that again. I already heard that story on the other one I listened to. But this book, which is titled
1: Hunter. Gatherers' guide to the 21st century century. you you memorize that
0: i mean it's yeah it's a book title okay
1: there's there's all this like real important stuff going on in my head right now uh yeah a a a guide to the 21st century something about going fast and slow evolution and the challenges of modern life wow are you sure you read this pretty close
0: uh and it is by heather haying Uh and brett weinstein Stein 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 and they are married got it um and reading this book from an evolutionary biologist perspective was really fun as they sort of just kind of survey and tackle ideas that are in everyone's life Mm -hmm. and I I think that's what kind of um drew me in
1: was what drew you in was your role model careful and father figure recommended the book
0: you said it's a good read I did and I said, okay, we'll tr- I'll be the judge of that. Uh, and it was good. It was really good. Now, I don't think many people would go in and want to read this like just blind, because it, it sounds super heavy. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say it's not as heavy as it sounds, especially the, the first half more so than the second. Um, but they tackle things like you know sleep and food and— Medicine. Parenting.
1: Parenting. Uh, and they, they address— how the old ways of doing things work. And it's a, it's, a good, it's a good way to, when you move forward, progress for the sake of progress, change for the sake of change, it's a good idea to look at what the ancient or traditional, cultural, gray-haired people did uh, and sort of weigh the old versus the new.
0: Yeah, it's it's a story of evolution but also of culture. And definitely
1: more culture than when you say evolution people go to like monkeys and yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: It's not really about that. No. And it is definitely very culture centered, but it also has everything to do with watching change over time, not just locally but kind of globally. Right. And
1: they make they make two couple points right off the bat. Um, number one is that in nature, all living creatures have a job, or another term is niche. And it could be cows' niche is to eat grass and poop and pee and make fertilizer. Or obviously a bee's job is to pollinate while it collects uh, uh, the, the, the pollen for the honey. And try
0: and kill me. And... <laughs> because I'm allergic to bees. How do you know that?
1: Have you been stung by a bee? Yes, I have. And what hap- So what's more deadly, the brown recluse that didn't bite you, or the bee that did. This is what I'm saying. dude. How many enemies do I have to have? Okay, but you, you are one of the most fit, D- capable people I know. And you can be taken down by... A tiny bee. You will watch me run like
0: a little schoolgirl as far away from that <laughs> bee as possible. Because it's um, unpleasant.
1: And we didn't mean to insult little schoolgirls.
0: No, I'm sure they run great. Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to give you a visual.
1: <laughs> do you run with your arms out? or When in?
0: bees are attacking me, <laughs> yes. When a hive...
1: You know, I see you. Remember that episode of Friends where Phoebe is running through the the like the the, the park, and she's park. Yeah. she's got a funky run. Yeah, and so that's it, how I see you. Who
0: won't run with her?
1: Uh, Aniston or Oh uh, uh, Jen. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. So funny. Yeah, top five.
0: Yeah, running scenes ever. Oh yeah.
1: But uh, back to the to the book. I loved that they they identify a natural. Sort of,
0: sort of like a um i think of it like the sims remember that game the sims no okay so it was like a computer game that you would sort of play god and the, and everyone oh you make things you make things, okay but yeah it, but everybody has their programmed thing that they do mm-hmm. and which we all do too i mean most of us live a very programmed right cycle where every single day like oh yep it's time for him to leave and go do his thing
1: but the thing with animals is you know if a, a certain fish can only eat certain things and is hunted by other critters and they fit in this food web uh this complex uh system humans are the only organisms that have made a niche for themselves as niche switchers where humans we can live in different climates.
0: Within the same generation. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which is the big difference, right? If Even if we look at animals that, that eventually do have to, which is where we're going to get into evolution, and they mm-hmm. do evolve, which we've seen it, that takes them a lot longer to do. Correct. We, we can make that adjustment very quickly within generations, and so our evolutionary pattern is much faster.
1: It can be. If needed uh, yeah. to be. I mean, think about it. We c- because of what humans do, you can, in 24 hours, you can get to the hottest place on the planet, to the coldest place on the planet, and with technology, you can get to the highest elevation or the lowest elevation, and you can eat any food in the same day from all over the world.
0: And can survive.
1: And survive. Um, and some of us um, are, are, are you know, we've we, we can process milk differently or alcohol differently or, or, you know, some of us are allergic to peanuts now or whatever, but humans have carved out a special niche for themselves as niche switchers. And that's, what's given rise to our progress, uh, advancement technology, um, and the diversity. Yeah. And no other, no other organism on the planet can do that because no other animal on the planet can make choices the way we can make choices. And sometimes our choices are to expedite what we think we want or need. And we don't really pay attention to the biology of, listen, I get it. Smoking, you know, a a ceremonial pipe three times a year has a cultural significance. It doesn't mean you should be smoking three packs a day for the next 40 years. Um, It's those sorts of things that the book sort of touches on
0: well and the reason why i was so drawn into it even from the beginning is they start talking about this idea of like progress mm-hmm. and of constantly looking for the next thing as a social scientist you like that
1: i like that you have to uh, uh, modify the pure form of scientist well i also like to pause for. Just to like read the room. Yeah, well, there's only two of us here, so.
0: Well, I know, <laughs> but just in general, I'm a social scientist. Yes, it's okay, a, it's scientist. Not a big deal, but I
1: did know that the accent was on the scientist and not on the social. But well, I just it's gotta not. Make, it's not a competition. If I just it were, gotta make it known. I'm winning.
0: God. As a social scientist, uh, I obsess over things like. Um, mindset and progress within people Mm -hmm. because i think it's such a huge driving factor for the changes that we make and for the mistakes that we make and one of the things that they talk about in the book is that we have just become so uh obsessed with instant gratification Mm -hmm. that a retrieve a a sort of removal of that from our lives to try and go backwards is almost impossible
1: and and i would agree with that because as an old guy who prefers a slower pace, um, I still want my uh, Amazon order as quickly as possible. I still want to go to a restaurant and be able to get my food or drink in a matter of minutes. And yet, 100 years ago, it would take a couple weeks yeah. for something to get to you.
0: And and that, I think, is is where the book is, is helpful and why I do think people should like actually read it mm-hmm. is... Just to sort of put yourself somewhere along the spectrum of Mm -hmm. where you fall. Like I will automatically turn on the prime eligible in my search results on Amazon.
1: Explain. What do you mean prime eligible? So
0: like there's a button when you search something and is it really a button (laughs) oh that was awesome because it's not a button is it it's a toggle (laughs) you toggle it on okay and it will only show you results that are prime eligible meaning that they could be here tomorrow like i don't even want to see something that's going to take two or three days now do i really need it tomorrow no no i do not but you want
1: it well and i know it can happen from somewhere and and the book comments that that is a uh it, that is a human characteristic. There's no other animal that can think about now versus later.
0: Yes, and we've turned sort of everything into that, especially in America. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it happen, which is what I love. Everything comes full circle, right, to supply chains and this breakdown that we're currently experiencing. Mm-hmm. And what that's going to look like, people are going to lose their minds during the holidays. Oh my gosh! If you thought like yeah. the Black Friday video, on like the news no. of like people fighting over the TV, have been bad in years
1: previous I, to this. I can't wait to see people jumping into the harbor at Long, at Beach, Long Beach, swimming just, to the ships.
0: Just like I want to see like little pirate ships like out there just trying. Who's got to my take Xbox? Over. Who's I, got my Jordans? I am the captain now. <laughs> That's what I can't wait to see because it's probably going to happen. People are going, to, and this is just like. How well you read the economics of the situation as like, if you can get your hands on some things, Mm -hmm. you're going to make some secondhand money because it's just not going to be available.
1: Well, and if you are living in a large city that chose to defund the police where shoplifting has now been uh, brought to a misdemeanor, you see some of these things that are going on where folks are running into stores and grabbing stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, California is the joke that you can take up to, what is it? Like- $1,000. Yeah, $900 and you're good.
1: But now we're getting to a point where you can run in, and again, this goes back to instant gratification because these folks, for whatever reason, are choosing to do this, right? And they're not taking the time to understand what that action is going to produce a month from now, a year from now, because if, if that behavior ever becomes normal, and then there's a person thinking, well, if they can do it, what can I do and how can I expedite the grabbing of things, the making of money. Um, this is where we need culture and traditions to kind of help us gauge. Is this what humans want to become?
0: Well, and that's one of the things they bring up. You, you look at the idea of like, who's speaking into these people's lives. Mm -hmm. Like we have, we've lost the value of wisdom. Mm. from people who you're
1: too young to be talking like this listen i'm i'm, a, I'm an old soul yeah, you are you're- and
0: but i i think that I, I do just understand the value in it it's like like you're saying people are very emotionally um they they react upon emotion so mm-hmm. a lot of the things even the dumb things that happen if you really just had someone with like you know your guardian angel like, just stop you for five seconds and say, mm-hmm. let me tell you what's going to happen if you do this right now. Let mm-hmm. me just go three or four steps down the road. They probably would not do that.
1: Wasn't that a Jimmy Stewart movie?
0: Here's where I go with that. I go <laughs> Angels in the Outfield. God, you remember Angels in the Outfield? I never know. Oh, he carries them? Like, they're
1: angels and they help? No, no. Right, well, spoiler
0: alert, the movie came out in the 90s. Angels okay. in the Outfield is yeah, I was. film.
1: I was in college.
0: Fun fact, Matthew McConaughey is in that film. It's one of his very first roles. And he doesn't nah, even Days have a line. Days and
1: Confused, I think, was... Yeah, but he doesn't even have a line. Oh, he does in the movie? Yeah, it's great. Okay. Obviously, Days and Confused get We first. should get Matthew McConaughey yeah, on here. Yeah, we'll work on
0: that. Anyway, like, if we just had wise people to speak into mm-hmm. this, I know you love self... I, I know you love it quick. This is mm-hmm. the way the world works. But if you were to do it this way, don't forget about the reason why we used to do it this way. Okay, so
1: I'm glad you said that. Um because it reminded me of, of probably the most significant part of the book. I mentioned the, the niche switching that the authors brought up. They also brought up some a, a, a term that I'd never heard of before called Chesterton's Fence, Chesterton's Fence. And I believe Chesterton was G.K. Chesterton. I think he was an evangelist or an apologetics. Um, and they talked about how uh, somebody stumbles across across this fence, this stone fence on their property that obviously was set up a long time ago. And because they can't think of a reason for it to be there, they just tear it down. And somebody put that fence there for a reason. And it might've been the fact that, you know, the the neighbor's sheep come in and eat your cabbages or it helps to keep the rabbits from getting in or out of your pro- your, your property. But as humans... Within a generation, we can look at something and say, well, that doesn't make any sense. I don't want that anymore. And you take it out.
0: Your action first.
1: Yes. And then, and you know, we we, we saw this happen uh, in the 19th century where, you know, do you need the appendix? Let's take it out. Do you need the spleen? Let's take it out. I think the book, not to, to no, no spoilers here, but there was even talk that you didn't need your large intestine.
0: Yeah. And there was a movement for it. Like, hey, we yeah. should just start taking these out of people. Yeah. And, I mean, people have made that argument with tonsils. Right. And stuff, too. Yeah. And, you,
1: and you're and you right. You can survive without certain things. You can also survive without legs.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the argument's not it's not great. Not a great one. Yeah. But it's, it's funny because as you're describing, as they were describing that in the book, The Fence, I'm definitely like, well, let's just get rid of it.
1: Right. But do you, I feel the same way with certain parts of my life. Like, I don't like to hoard. And mostly because my great-grandmother was a hoarder. In fact, I should, I'll should i tell you that story someday. But I don't keep stuff. If I don't use it for like six months, I donate it. I get rid of it. But when I go someplace and I see a, a structure or I walk into a community and the community does something in particular, the older I get, the more I wonder, why do they do that? And what brought rise to those ideas and cultures? And I, I mean, you know, I've got a lot of, friends of mine who don't necessarily subscribe to a particular faith, but they consider themselves religious because the culture and traditions associated with spiritual religious practices keeps them grounded. And they've found a value to that. When I've, I've also got friends who think that you know, politics and religion is just a sham and you should just go out and live your life. So this Chesterton's Fence is the idea that as humans connected to the Earth with with biology and everything, maybe we should think about what we're doing before we just go out and do it.
0: Especially if it is something that was done by somebody else Mm -hmm. for a purpose that you don't know. Yes. And that's what that's their. They, they do it all the time. You know, it's a warning. Beware of Chesterton fence. Like, mm-hmm. before you just try and out-evolve everything, like, be very careful about what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. This it, Once Pandora's box is open, it's yeah. very difficult to go
1: back in. And one of the things, uh, and you and I have mentioned this before, is providing services and goods for people becomes less and less of making sure humans have access to human things. We break things down to their basic components for like the food industry is a great example. The, the industrial food industry is not designed to provide nutritious food. It exists to make money and the stuff that they advertise. I mean, talking about commercials, right? I mean, you've got these places spending hundreds of millions of dollars on advertising food, not because they want you to be healthy, but because they just want you to come in and buy their stuff. Right.
0: And new stuff.
1: Yeah. like at what point were
0: we like you know what we need more different food <laughs> like there's just not
1: enough the last great food invention was probably the chicken nugget
0: i'm trying to think if i can think of any <sighs> yeah i mean that's pretty good yeah especially as a father of two kids who love chicken <laughs> nuggets it's a great go to now
1: but a chicken nugget is really nothing more than sushi in the sense that we wanted to make some semblance of food relatively fast Bite size, easy to handle. Yeah. But sushi's better.
0: Way better. But there are, that, that is a huge deal. Like they say when they're talking about food in the book, especially, is, is we have turned these industries into political oh. ad- agenda organizations,
1: social, cultural movements, right? Not
0: just the idea of like nourishment. Mm-hmm. Like you will never hear a food commercial about nourishment about just the, just the simple fact of what it's supposed to do. It has to have a, a a social mission. Mm -hmm. It has to be healthy in 19 different ways. It has to somehow have a a negative carbon footprint Mm -hmm. and it has to be relatively inexpensive. Like you're asking for everything Right. And, and and we'll we'll talk about this next episode when we get into some of the other things they bring up. But the idea of like turning everything all the way to the max, like you can't have everything, without sacrificing something. And and this right. is where we have come in our evolution in, in as a culture. We want it all. We want an iPhone mm-hmm. fifteen, but we
1: also want it to be twenty five dollars. Right. And, so and if if we were to ever do that. That is because there is another half of the planet that will never have access to that technology, but they're the ones making it. You know, we don't want to peek behind the curtain and find out that our access to things and this so-called equality that some of the developed world thinks they have comes at the cost of, of other people who won't have access to it.
0: Which is also just biology in general, mm-hmm. right? There yeah. never is a situation where all animals are winning.
1: No. Uh, you know children's books
0: sure they're all uh, living D- happily D- Disney around. I mean somebody has to have beyond the losing it right unfortunately
1: and it's and we're not saying losing is bad we're just well, I guess you and I aren't really saying that but the book is simply saying there's a place for everything.
0: Yes. And if you disrupt everything's place, be very careful at what's going to be the response to that. Right.
1: Which is why I blame the internet for all of the world's problems. It makes
0: sense. And next episode, I mean, it's going to be great because we're going to get into some of the specifics. I mean, the book was so dense and so good that we had to do kind of a two parter. And I do yeah. think it's worth it. I think that there, it is. There, there are books I think that people should read, even if it, and maybe even especially if it's outside your normal realm. Just to kind of give you a sense
1: of where you stand, yeah. like to kind of keep you grounded. And it it does bounce from science and politics and culture. There's some 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 life stories and how they uh, interact with their students.
0: Uh, yeah, because they're both professors, and
1: they would take their students out to the jungle. And they're fun stories. Yeah, I
0: mean, and I'm
1: I would not claim to be
0: an academic in terms of my reading. Like I that stuff I don't like it, and I didn't have a problem. Right. And I read it like a fourth grade level, so I feel like everyone's (laughs) going to be pretty uh, pretty good.
1: And I will say, later on I saw an interview, uh, they intentionally wrote each chapter in bite-sized pieces, knowing that they could go back at any time and write a full book on any one of those chapters with more detail and oh, more that research. totally
0: makes sense because i could easily see that like mm-hmm. they just basically gave us the outline which i'm like i appreciate that yeah i'm not an evolutionary biologist so i just need a, a small piece no
1: but you are a you're a cultural and social anthropologist in and in a, you you wrap yourself in pop culture
0: i do and i and i think that some of those chapters i would i would love to read a more full version but then there are absolutely some other ones where i'm like no i'm good Yeah, there were. Yep, I'll take that one, and I'll just walk away.
1: Peaks and valleys on the on the book. There were a couple sections that were hard to get through.
0: Yeah, no, it was great, and I I I can't wait to digest this even more and go into a lot of the details of the book. Good. Um,
1: but before we go, why don't you hit us with a little wisdom of the week? All right. So this one comes from Josh Olson. Make sure you record the episode correctly. (laughs) Oh,
0: you didn't wait long enough. (laughs) All right, you used it. Chamber's empty. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, I wish you guys could have seen his face. Uh, even more wise words are start with what is right rather than what is acceptable. Franz Kafka. Ka- Kafka?
0: Kafka-esque.
1: Ka- we talk, yes. I've heard of that before. Yes. In fact, I'll, I'm going to have to do a little bit more reading on him. But I, I think this points to, before we, we niche switch one more time to make things faster and boil them down to the you know cheapest price point, Let's make sure we're doing the right thing.
0: Yeah. Figure out why Mm -hmm. before we just start making more what's.
1: And I don't mean right for me. I mean, let's look at everybody and make sure that we're doing something that's fair, equitable, and kind.
0: Yeah. And we will pick back up on this next episode. Guys, thanks for listening. As always, make sure you give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. uh, And make sure you follow us on Instagram at The Common Counterpart. Josh, I will see you soon.
1: Yes, sir. Bye.